0: on today's episode of what the f I cover a story about a robbery that could have gone wrong or maybe was it something more sinister and
1: my story is about a lady who was so kind that it led to her demise loading what the F
0: podcast episode 28. Hey, and welcome to What The F Podcast. I'm Tamara.
1: And I'm Rebecca. How are you? I'm great. It is beautiful outside. We are recording on a Saturday. In the day. It's sunlight. It's
0: sunlight. It's not dark like normally yeah. when we record. And we're day drinking. It's good. You know what? It goes along with the holiday because- It is. St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. Yeah. So when you guys hear it, it will have already passed. Yeah. But this is our St. Patty's Day themed show. Yes. And so day drinking kind of goes along with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't even think of it that way, but that is very true.
0: Uh huh. So, okay. So, welcome. Welcome all. Do uh, you ever do anything for St. Patty's Day? No.
1: One time. I went around and I, when I heard of Irish car bombs, I went around to every bar in my town and got a. I would walk in. I was like, I'm just going to go in. I was by myself. I'm going to go in.
0: <laughs> oh, you're by yourself? Yes. I'm going to oh. Irish
1: car bomb, take it down, go <laughs> to the Did you next make one. friends while you were. No- I ran into people, but I am so un- anti-social. I will just walk right past oh. somebody and not even pay attention that they're there. Like even I though just,
0: after drinking, I you was become like friendly. walking around. Yeah, I was walking around like mm-hmm. I owned the town, uh, but I definitely didn't. It's funny that you keep saying town, like we. We are not from the same town, but least Summit. It was okay, in, uh, which is a suburb of Kansas City. Yeah, okay. So it's small. It's different. Okay, from where you're at. So we, you can
1: actually like walk around downtown. Yes, you can. Yeah, it's a cute. It's very it's cute. cute. You can bar
0: hop. I've I have mm-hmm. I have had a few nights out there yeah yeah so
1: I, I walked around and i got about five or six car bombs in and then it really hit whoa. like i know
0: and then i was like whoa. whoa and i was so
1: drunk at that point where <laughs> i was like i said i would do it at every bar and i'm gonna keep going <laughs> and so and I, re- I ended up running into i think my kids teacher or something oh. and she, they were was drinking she... okay it was funny yeah. but um i ran into some friends and then thank god i made it home safe yeah i know that sounds crazy yeah Nothing else happened. No. It was really weird, but cool.
0: I don't really do anything for mm-hmm. it at no. all. No, no, I don't either. No, I'm not like totally into day drinking. You know?
1: Oh, I know. I mean, not
0: even though we're doing it now. We are doing but it now, and it feels not, good. Yeah, Maybe it it'll does. be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't you know right. I don't know for me it just seems like drinking all day and then what five o'clock you're just drunk and you're just what go home right and sleep because you're more of a night person yeah, and so am I yeah,
1: I'd rather be up all night long.
0: me too so but I guess you I guess we could still party at night too I but. mean yeah let's try it yeah okay
1: well.
0: anyway, so yeah yeah what is going so, on in the news? Yeah, so. We're a true crime podcast, oh, just yes. want to let everybody know that, and we also cover pop culture and just stories that are just what the F.
1: Yeah, if you haven't tuned <laughs> in yet and this is your first episode. Then you need to get with it. We are a true crime
0: <laughs> podcast. We're yes. going to be
1: talking about gruesome things at times. At times. But we start with pop culture because, because why not?
0: It, why not? And it's light. Mm-hmm. And then we start, we start you off light and then we get a little heavy.
1: Yeah, we get it. Deep in the deep, deep. Deep in the deep, deep. (laughs) I don't
0: know. So uh, J-Lo. Yes. Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, they got engaged. On the beach. On the beach. You know, I guess romantic. I don't know. She's been married three times. Divorced three times. Okay. Um, I believe he's been married once. Once or twice. I'm not really sure. But I know he's been married for sure, like, once. Sure. And she finally broke him down. She broke him down? Yeah, because I, at least I had been reading that she had been wanting to be engaged for a long time. Okay. You know her. She. I don't know her. She loves love. And she says that, which I love love. I do too. But she jumps, you know, from one thing to the other. And it may not be good. It may not be great. I think she just. Likes to be in relationships. Sure. She's that type of girl. And with A-Rod, I have read for years rumors about him being gay. Player. Oh, he's gay? I've heard about him being player and gay. Okay. And there's um this um, girl, I can't think of her name right now, but I watch her on YouTube and she's actually a gossip columnist in New York, like for a magazine. And she said that... Yeah, like there's actually that he's gay. yeah, she's like it's pretty much confirmed, you know. Okay. So it's like, um, or at least I guess he's bi. Okay. Well, that's you know understandable. Um, but obviously he's not out because okay. we don't know, which is fine. It's his business I'm whenever like, yeah. he wants to come out. But it's just like Jennifer. Why does she always get into? These problematic. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's an immediate problem when you're in a relationship with somebody who's got eye for the other sex too. I'm assuming. I don't know how long have they been together. I think a couple years, maybe. I know. I mean, not that not that you can't be by and be in a relationship or be married or be happy, but it does seem like right questionable. questionable. I mean, she is Jennifer Lopez. Maybe she just trumps everything.
0: Maybe I mean, also you know her last guy that she was with casper the dancer okay casper smart he was i mean he was caught going into like a gay shop yeah that was like a little bit before i think they broke up and interesting stuff. yeah so it's just kind of interesting yeah yeah but um, I also heard, like, that she's a, a narcissist and she likes guys that just adore her.
1: Okay. I can understand the appeal Yeah, that. As and, far as, like, a gay man would definitely be... Um, oh, she's gorgeous. Flamboyant she's and loving. Yeah. Right. And more over the top than maybe somebody who's not as... Maybe somebody who's more masculine. Right. Who would not necessarily know to love you and adorn you. Maybe
0: so. So...
1: That kind of makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, I saw their picture <laughs> in on the beach, and I was like, as a photographer, it seemed like somebody who had very little knowledge of. <laughs> I was judging the photo. <laughs> That's all I could think about. I didn't even care to look. Yeah, into the I story. saw it
0: and it didn't look great. I it was looked like, Is like that as a professional? Is a, it, it looked, a looked phone? like a friend would have taken it or somebody something? with a nice
1: camera took it. Didn't know mm-hmm. how to use it right and or- didn't know how to edit. Yeah. Anyway, I'm dogging on the photographer. but That's fine. I get to.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's a photo that's been shown on so many things and yeah. stuff. You, you know? would
1: hope that in a moment like that, if he hired somebody to capture his proposal, which right. I've recently shot a proposal, mm-hmm. sometimes it can be difficult uh, depending on lighting. But uh, with the money they have, they should have had
0: somebody really great. You would think that they would. You want remember this forever. This is like a really special moment. Yeah, you would think like he would have hired someone great. So maybe it's just. But see, it's weird if paparazzi was around then too, because I'm thinking is that a paparazzi? Photo? Yeah, was it like set up because they Dude. know when to have when to for it to be private, sure. and then they also know when they want things to be public. Sure. You know, and so that's just odd too. If yeah. if they have called the paparazzi before, then yeah, I'm like, hey, something's gonna happen. So I don't, I don't get, know. I don't get
1: these publicity stunt moves, if this is what it is. I don't yeah. understand it, it. So, And
0: it could be – well, it gets you in the news. Yeah. We're talking True. about them. Which we've done know. several
1: times with <laughs> different, several different Where people. Where we're like, I
0: don't know why they do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe I will know why Maybe. one day. But um, good luck with that, J-Lo and yeah. Rod. You know.
1: Well, that's lighter than the rest of the day, which is – what is the next story about uh, the student l- –
0: Oh, yeah. The, oh, you're about to say student loan. I was, was going to say student loan. <laughs> no, we're talking about the college... Scandal. Scandal that's been going on with um, Lori Laughlin of mm-hmm. Full House, Fuller House, fame, And Hallmark. And in, in Hallmark. Previously. Yes, she's in a ton of Hallmark movies. Yeah. yeah not anymore. No. And Felicity Hoffman um, of several things, but Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. I loved her on there, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they both... Are, have been charged with fraud for Jesus. paying for their kids to get into school like elite in quotation mm-hmm. colleges. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Lori they said that she paid like five hundred thousand dollars for her daughter or daughters mm-hmm. to go, and Felicity wasn't that much, wasn't as much as five hundred thousand. Sure. Which is weird. She's the bigger star. And so is her husband. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless. Hello. Right. I guess they were just like, eh, you know, uh, we'll cut you guys well. a deal. They were right. Exactly. Able to, they
1: liked him or something. <laughs> right. There was some reason.
0: <laughs> but they did that to get their kids into elite schools, which yeah. um, they got caught doing it. I think it probably happens. All the time. All the time in those type of circles, I think. <laughs> You know where somebody knows somebody to get them into a certain school, sure. or they know somebody how how to get them into a certain school. Um, I believe with Lori's daughter, they had her daughter pretend like she was part of the crew team, the row crew, yeah, Uh huh. And
1: they they photoshopped actually the photo. took picture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They photoshopped her into some scenes. Yeah, and. I mean, that could be actually – that could be taking a spot from somebody who – Especially for row road team. But yeah. You know, worked physically, and, yeah. And maybe they can't get into – they don't have enough money spot, or something like yeah. that to get paid for yeah. a school or something like that. And maybe they would have got, like, some help. Or maybe they had the money, but there was not enough spots because yeah. she took it. And they can't do that. Right. And she didn't do anything, mm-hmm. you know. And
1: – She was even on a yacht when they went to the – house really yeah she was on a yacht for row crew or the row team and there was this college students only thing going on and she was on that yacht when they came and arrested her mom and oh wow yeah
0: okay yeah All right. so oh.
1: i i find it crazy though because they are one of 50-ish people that were involved mm-hmm. in this situation and i know they're famous so they put themselves out there but I find it crazy how much everyone knows about it all for them too. not like, and now let's blow Dr. So-and-so under the, out of the water and talk about what he did. And they're making it, they are the faces of this scandal. scandal. And I think it's gross. I think it's a misuse of money and power. And I think it's disturbing and I don't like it and they should be punished, but they're getting hate. From everywhere around the world, there's, like, yeah. death threats, and people are so angry which at them, crazy. too. It's like Dr. So-and-so or whoever else that was, they also did the same thing. and Right. Not, and I don't and know. And they're maybe not getting
0: – well, we don't know, actually. Right? Which if we they're don't getting, know. Yeah, we don't know if they're getting any hate mail or, you know, death threats. They
1: probably are, but not to the same extent.
0: No, because these, these two people, which are the face of the scandal yeah. and – um, whenever the scandal will be mentioned ever in history, they will be yeah. <laughs> the face of it. But they're also the two most famous people. And I get that. Attached to it. I get that. You know? But I'm just humanizing it. Like. I, I I understand. I mean, I what they did was awful. Yeah. But they definitely should not be getting death threats for it. I, I mean, mean, that's crazy. I mean. You know, come on now. People, people act crazy over some things. I mean, to me – when I heard it, I was just like, Well, this happens in Hollywood all, all the, the time. time. There's so many other people that are probably like, Thank God I didn't get caught. I mean you know? let's
1: talk about just without even naming names. I mean, you have people who are in power who hire their family members. Right. And because of power, not because of skill. No. Not because of education. It's all
0: about who you know. It's exactly
1: been it's always been it's a thing. Always and like so that. not saying again, this is right. It's, but how right. is this different? It's and all- they are being treated and massacred, and there are people who kill people that don't even get the same treatment. You know what I'm
0: saying? It's right. Like, I think the death threats are crazy. I think what they did is awful because I think it's a bad message to be teaching your kids, and is. so then they're just going to always feel like they don't have to work. For, they're privileged. They're, yeah, this they're is very the privileged privilege of the privileged. Yeah, and I'm sorry if you can't get into like USC or something, then go to a different school. And that's you'll what, get a good education, too. Exactly. That's what I had to do. I, you know, I didn't get into Harvard. But they weren't <laughs> even wanting to
1: do their homework. So I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, so,
0: yes. So and it's the girls, a horrible message. It is a horrible and message. Lori Laughlin's daughter um, is, like, one of them is, like, a YouTube star. Uh-huh. And she said that she didn't even want to go to college. Mm-hmm. She was only doing it because her parents had never been to college so she was just doing it oh, and God. she basically just wants to live her little YouTube life so mm-hmm. her parents paying all this money for and something going- she doesn't even really want exactly you know so it's crazy you it know is. it is so.
1: and she's been dropped from
0: Sephora right um, makeup line
1: Lori Loughlin's
0: daughter right and then has anything happened with Felicity
1: She's in jail. She went in the other day, and she looked like a homeless woman. And is it her husband?
0: William H Macy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I wanted to say that, but I'm like, is that his name?
1: Uh, He looked just like the guy on 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 Shameless. On Shameless. I mean, he looked like he had been at the bar all night, and he's walking in. It's been rough for them. I'm sure. It's been rough. I'm sure. (laughs) You know. Um. And so yeah, they went in, and they're.
0: I think they ended up getting out. They they posted bond or whatever. Uh huh. I think so. But yeah. Anyway, I just but made we'll it. see what happens with this if they actually get any jail time or if they just I don't know I'm sure. Do you think they'll get? jail I'm time? I'm sure. I mean, if if
1: Martha Stewart can get jail time, but then I mean it's a different crime, it but is. is it really? It's all. I mean, it's it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll anyway. see what happens, and we'll keep you guys updated. Oh yeah, and you'll be updated all the time all the time
0: um yeah okay so the other night um I couldn't sleep (laughs) so I decided to watch the Michael Jackson documentary yes well um, that just recently came out I guess a couple weeks ago is it on Netflix it's on HBO okay Netflix doesn't have it okay yeah so it's on HBO it's called leaving Neverland Mm -hmm. and it has two guys who were both molested or claim they were molested by Michael Jackson as children. One like from the age of seven to fourteen. Jesus. I know. Um the other one I forget how old he was when he started, I think it was about seven or eight Mm -mm. also. And Mm. also until he was, you know, older. And After I got through watching it, I felt like vomiting. I can't even, I have not gone down that rabbit hole. It's rough to hear. And unfortunately, I think that they had to get pretty graphic with it because I think people needed to hear that. Because when you say, oh, Oh, I, I was molested by Michael Jackson, you don't know what that means. No, they don't know what that means. And they're not, I don't think people really get like what happened and it was graphic. They went into detail and they also explained Michael like seduced the whole family. Like he became like so close with their families where it became that the family like one mom said that she saw him as like a son Mm -hmm. because he was so childlike, even though Mm -hmm. he was a thirty three year old hanging out with her seven year old son. Strange. So strange. Oh, it's so hard, you know. And Ugh. he's calling the parents. Oh, is this is Michael Jackson, and this is when he was at the height of his fame. And so he's calling the parents, talking to moms like four hours on the phone. I mean, this is like, oh my god, Michael Jackson. Four hours. Four hours, like every day. Every day. I mean, and I talking to the kids like seven or eight hours on the phone. What? Yes. Is he talking to them about? Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's, spending the night over yeah. at a, at a normal person's house, like coming to your home, having dinner with you, watching movies I with would do you. It. You know what I'm saying? You know, right? You're like, oh my god, they have pictures of him, like so he so they're normal on the couch, smiling. He's all in his full makeup and god everything. damn it, it's like crazy looking.
1: <laughs> it was crazy, and I'm like Skeletor you, is on the couch, aka I, Michael. Right? It's, it's kind of
0: it was just weird because you know it's just like oh my god because you you would be like, oh my God, this is Michael Jackson. Right.
1: Of course, starstruck. Because I remember hmm. back in the day, back then, people would
0: cry and
1: weep for him as he would walk. I mean, if they walked in his presence, I mean, they would just be on the floor like a
0: blubbering, you know, mess because Michael Jackson was nowhere near them. And huge. And we'll never probably have a star uh, to that level Mm. again because we just don't have stars like that, I don't think anymore. No. And so... You know, just like where the guys were saying he was like a god to them. Right. And so to them, him doing this stuff to them it was a good thing. They, yeah, they actually, fell, they actually fell in love with him. One guy had like a mocked wedding ceremony mm-hmm. exchange. You're rings. calling him a guy.
1: He was, how old when he that was he? He was a boy. Okay. He was
0: 10. Okay. I think he was like 10. Why not happen and stuff? Yeah, because I'm talking about him now because they're men now. Sure, sure, sure. And but then. In their 30s and stuff. And then they both. Did not even come to terms with this until like after they got married. Well, I bet they were denial. I they, mean, they, they were didn't deni- understand that it was actually abuse because their, everyone was evolved. When you hear abuse, you think, I'm being hurt. Sure. And yes, they were hurt, but not in a, painful, a physical type of way. Sure. You know, it was a seduction. You know what it reminded me of? That. Documentary on Netflix, abducted in plain uh-huh, sight, exactly, and you know how the guy seduced the entire the family. family. Michael did that. When I was watching mm-hmm. that, that kept going through my of head. Course. Of course, that him, yes, and so that's how that's how child abusers do it, and I think we don't think of it as that way, and sure. so I think it was good because now it's going to help people, parents. Pay attention.
1: If somebody, right, if there is an. Obscene. If there's an adult or anybody much older than your child, or if there's somebody trying to spend obscene amount of time with your kids, then you be concerned. Yeah, do not let them spend the night at someone else's house, especially. I mean, like, and I don't care if it's like,
0: oh, it's Michael Jackson? He didn't have a childhood, so I
1: mean, this is R. Kelly
0: did the same. Not not, mean not. I mean, not the same age, but it's it's the same. It's the same because it's celebrity, and you let things slide and and under the
1: guise that they're doing good for you or mentoring you or you're gonna get something out of it right. in a positive way. And
0: it's the same thing with anybody in a position of power. It could be like a cop, you know, who's being with your kid and saying, Hey, I'm a True. mentor. Teacher. Be a teacher. Coach. Yeah.
1: Coach anybody. a lot of times. Oh yes.
0: Boy Scout leader. Yes. Usually yeah. anybody in position of power where you where they automatically get your respect. Right. And things like that, you know, just and you ant- just go ahead and give it mm-hmm. to them and, you know, that yeah. can happen. But yeah. Anyway, if you guys have seen that documentary and you have thoughts on it, please let us know. Yeah, I haven't I like seen to, it. Yeah. It's it's tough. I don't...
1: I mean, I remember the news stories back when I was a child when they accused him yes. of this. And so it's like, we already knew this. I know. Anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. There's that. Um, Rex is not here today. No, he's not. He's not here. He is working. So there are no questions...
0: We are there questionless. Are, there are no questions. There's nothing there are no questions today. No one has any questions for us. But who is mm-hmm. who's up who's up today? Are you up on one? I think one? I am. Okay, you're up. Okay, so we're drinking wine right now. Yeah. Peach, we're gonna get a drink. Sparkle teeny. I'm gonna take a little drink. Yeah. Before I get into my story, because it's rough. Is it rough? Oh
1: well, all of it's you know. None of
0: it's good. Murder's rough. It is rough. It's like silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry,
1: sorry, Todd. Just cut this into <laughs> it. Sorry, we had to take a drink after the Michael Jackson thing. Yeah, a nightmare. The fuck is that? I know. We already knew this. How did these parents? How did we let it go? Still, God, dog.
0: Okay. My story takes place in Ireland. Both our stories take place in mm-hmm. Ireland. This is right? this is our catch into the Saint <laughs> Patrick's Pat- thing. Yes. Um,
1: we went all the way to
0: Ireland. We did. We are traveling. you. <laughs> Think of lush green. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. So mm. much gorgeous greenery. Greenery, because that's
1: how we it know. rains all the time yeah, over there. Yeah, gorgeous. we're all like, that's all we know. <laughs> it's foggy and greeny and
0: and nice people. Really nice people. Um, I've been to Dublin and I just thought they were ridiculously nice. Ugh. Just ridiculous. We're going to Ireland. This is it. Yes. Okay. Yes, and we're there now. We're in <laughs> Newell, Ireland, okay. which is a small village located 20 miles north of Dublin. So it's just like 20 minutes from Dublin. Okay. And it has a population of less than 500. Oh wow. Yeah, it's like really tiny. Okay, I, I would assume so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is a picturesque village. Uh, from the pictures that I saw, it looked like a very lovely village with views of rivers, mm. rolling hills, small little shops. Aww. And so it looked like it was almost frozen in time. It's very different from Dublin because Dublin's a very modern city, and this is not. And um, Noel is described as a very close-knit community, and everyone knows everyone. Obviously, it's 500 people. Mm-hmm, you yeah. Know. And so in 2003, the O'Reilly family moved there. And they were a young family that consisted of Joe and Rachel. So that's the husband and wife. And they'd been together since they were teenagers. They met while working at a high-end department store in Dublin. They married in their early 20s. And then in 2003, they were in their early 30s. And they had two young boys. They'd been together for 13 years rachel had a very happy spirit and she was the life of the party joe was quieter but he was charismatic and so it's no surprise both their careers involved sales um and so joe worked for a marketing company which was based in dublin where they had billboards and buses like they advertised on billboards and buses and at train stations okay and so that required a lot of traveling because he had to check on Everything. Everything in different locations. Sure. And sometimes he would have to have uh, overnight visits if he had had to travel far, you know. And so Rachel had Avon and Tupperware businesses. Okay. And she knew a lot of people in the town because of that. You know, obviously you have to. And as soon as they moved to the town, she had a barbecue for okay. the people so she can meet everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. And here here, some, and some Tupperware. Here, hold on to your Tupperware. <laughs> you yeah. want to take some barbecue oh, back? She's not
1: country, though. I'm giving her a
0: country. I know. <laughs> I can't do an Irish No, accent. I won't even try. I won't even.
1: I love it too much. I
0: know our Irish listeners will be like, oh, my God. God. And this is actually a, a big story. It was a huge story at a, when it came out. So in 2003, or I mean 2004, um, it was really huge over there. So people probably, if they're listening in that area, they might be familiar with it. Yeah. Maybe. They probably know it. Maybe, they're yeah. like, this is all wrong. Is, I, know, I know. Sorry if I don't tell it exactly right. Mm-hmm. We, I don't have like two hours. <laughs> to I, can't spend even, on every I can't imagine Avon is a thing over there. Uh, isn't that funny? Well, I thought Avon, I thought Tupperware at that time. You know, because yeah. that's like in the early 2000s to still be selling that. True. Maybe it's just do people now even coming out? sell that? Anymore? What if it's all just going over there? It's oh, leaving it's little, the states. It's late. Yeah, they're just. But or it. maybe it's because it's a small town, and this town is not very modern. Sure. Tupperware and doing Avon. Yeah. Got you the know? latest Yeah. Yeah, because they don't go to yeah. you know the big city. Okay. Even though it's 20 minutes away. So. <laughs> we don't know. We don't. We're assuming. I'm going to go visit there. So Joe was tall. He was 6'5", dark hair, and attractive, quotations. I don't, yeah. He was the second of four children, and they were from a working class family. His parents divorced when Joe was still a teen, and he didn't contact his father very much after that. His father moved off to England, and he just didn't really talk to him. Rachel's parents were also working class, but they were still together and had a relatively good marriage. Rachel was adopted at eight months old, and her parents adopted a total of four other children as well. As a child, Rachel had white blonde hair and blue eyes. She was a ball of energy, adventurous and bubbly. They said she was totally different than all the other kids just because of just how active and happy. I mean, everybody just talks about how much, like, she was just brought so much joy and just light and everything Mm -hmm. and so she grew up to be quite tall she was uh six foot tall oh my I know and she was also quite handy uh if anything needed to be fixed around the house she did it she took on a lot of DIY projects Joe was initially drawn to Rachel because of her height you know he's tall she's tall you know Um, And also, both of them were athletic, and they had many things in common. They seemed like a good match. Joe proposed to Rachel in Paris on the Eiffel Tower. Nice. I know. how You can't get more romantic than Mm -mm. that, huh? And they were married in April of 1997. It was a big Irish wedding, and her dress actually kind of reminded me of Mariah Carey's wedding dress. I don't know if you ever saw that. I've never seen that. I used to like, when I was younger, I liked it. Mariah actually modeled her dress off of Princess Diana's okay. dress. But anyway, it's for the time, big, poofy, mm-hmm. think of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, the bouquet is this big cascade of flowers, which they don't have big ones like that, you know, where it mm-hmm. hangs down halfway as long as the dress. Yes, yeah, so that's heavy. <laughs> it is. And you can just tell even by the flowers that this was expensive. Expensive. Yeah, they spent some money on this wedding. And they honeymooned in Kenya. Jeez. I know. They did a safari there. And after that, they returned to Dublin and they began their married life. What started out as a very good marriage eventually turned into something rocky. Big surprise with mm-hmm. our stories, huh? And it could have been because of how relationships change after having children, or perhaps Joe's traveling weight on Rachel. But Joe would often sleep in their guest bedroom. Joe started taking trips without Rachel. He called her names like Dragon. Oh. Yeah, in, in public and in front of their a friends. Dragon. Dragon. Come on. I know. Come on. I know.
1: Come on with something else. <laughs> a dragon. Okay, Dragon.
0: Dra-
1: dragon. Get over here, Dragon.
0: <laughs> Jesus. I know. <laughs> Fuck. Their relationship had gotten so bad that he actually missed her 30th birthday party, which was actually a very big deal. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm 30. Yeah, Sure. Yeah. He missed it. He was out of town. And he didn't even do anything for her afterwards when he came back either. He just missed it. Yeah. Sorry, I have to work. No. Nope. <laughs> Rachel was beginning to suspect that Joe was having an affair. And things are not looking great. But they were still together for the kids. So. Meaning she put up with his shit. Yeah, and he she continued to do what he did. Exactly. Yeah, he did what he wanted. And she just didn't... She just, you know... Tried to be as good of a mom as she could. She let could. him call her name. Dragon. Right. So, on October 1st, 2004, that day, Rachel told a friend that she was depressed and she'd been gaining weight because she's depressed. She's depressed over the marriage. She wasn't happy. She had a huge fight with Joe that day, too. She confronted him... Because she heard one of the boys mention Daddy's friend, Nikki. Ugh. And so they had a huge fight, and Joe ended up sleeping in the guest bedroom, which was normal that night. So, now we go to the morning of October 4th, 2004. And it started off normal, but we know that normal starts to the day often do not end normally. This day would end in sadness and in many questions. But... It did begin normal. Joe left the house around 5.40 a.m. He worked at a local gym for about an hour. He showered, headed to Dublin for work. He met a co-worker at a Dublin bus terminal because they had to check on some buses that they had advertisements on the side of. Mm -hmm. And so he was doing that. Rachel woke up not that much later after he had left. And she got the two little boys ready for school. They had, like, um, a little, almost an, um, uh, an infant. Then okay. he went to uh, um, a certain type of school. like called creche school or something. Oh. Which I think it must be, like, a nursery or something like that. OK. Um, our Irish listeners, please let tell us, us know what that is. Maybe yeah. I'm not saying that what right, What do they too. do there? Yeah. What do they learn?
1: <laughs> what goes on there? they you know, their ABCs by the end of it. I know. Right. Before they
0: can even talk. Right. Really. And okay. so she left the house and dropped them off. And she returned home around nine thirty. Joe texted Rachel around ten and he was checking on her to make sure that Rachel and the boys had a good night's rest. And then he just continued on with his duties there, um, uh, checking the buses and the advertisements and he did that until about noon. And Rachel was supposed to pick up the youngest son, the little baby, um, from school at 1230. And she didn't show up. Mm. And so the school called the home. There was no answer. The school called Joe. And so then he tried calling Rachel on her cell and home numbers. And there was no answer. So then he rang her parents. And Rachel's mother just had this really bad feeling. Right. That... Something was wrong because Rachel... Was not that way. No, she was very responsible. And so she got worried that maybe Rachel had gotten into an accident maybe earlier in the day. Uh, Something, she knew something would have prevented her from being able to pick up her kid. Mm -hmm. So she hops into her car and drives to Rachel's house. Uh, She lived about 20 minutes from her. So at first she was relieved when she saw Rachel's car in the driveway. Mm Mm-hmm. But then soon that awful feeling came back. She went inside the home. The living room was a mess. It looked like tapes, VHS tapes, have been dumped out of drawers. And other things had just been kind of just like dumped in the living mm-hmm. room. It just looked really disheveled and everything. So um, her mom's name is Rose. So Rose, she called out for her. Rachel, no response. Mm -hmm. And so she runs to the bedroom, and she finds Rachel on the floor, Mm -mm. blood surrounded her Mm. head, just all in, just, yeah. And she still had her car keys in her hand. Yeah. So Rose knew immediately that her daughter was dead just looking at her. Of course. And she immediately thought she's been murdered. She didn't think, like, it was an accident or anything like that. So panic struck her. She called an ambulance and she could barely get out the words that her daughter had been murdered. But mm-hmm. she kept saying, like, she's been murdered. Mm-hmm. So Joe, um, after he had called the parents, he went and picked up the kid from um, school. And so then he drove to the house. So he came in while the mom was still there. And Rose met him in the driveway and said, you know, there's been something that's happened. I think Rachel's been murdered. He runs into the home, and he goes to Rachel, and he says, Rachel, what did you do? And he seemed upset. Mm And Rachel's mother found that statement really odd, and she said, like, Rachel didn't do anything. She's been murdered. What? Yeah. Rachel, what did you do? Yeah, Rachel, what did you do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that looked, okay. Yeah. And so, the scene was horrific. There was just, you know, blood all over the place. The, um, There's blood on the, on the walls. And there was even blood in the bathroom, the mom said, too. She had went into the bathroom and saw blood. Mm-mm. And so, it looked like the athletic Rachel had put up a fight. But she was battered in the head with a blunt object. Mm-mm. So, at first, it appeared that Rachel may have interrupted a robbery. Recently, there have been some burglaries in small villages, and perhaps it was robbery that had gone wrong. Joe said that a camcorder and some jewelry was missing. And so the police questioned everyone, and they questioned everyone in the town. Did you see anything? Anything suspicious? Any people that looked suspicious? They didn't come up with anything. And also, there was no unknown DNA there at the scene. There were no fingerprints there were no clues. The mm. police were like literally at a loss. Mm-hmm. And they just continued questioning people. And just like somebody has to know something. something. Yeah. And they started to think that maybe this was a targeted, targeted attack. And Rachel knew her killer. I mean, yes, there had been a few things taken. But Rachel still had a large sum of money in her purse. Her purse was still there. It was still right by her. And surely someone would have stolen the money. That. I mean, I think she had like several hundred dollars or several hundred Euros, sorry, sure. in there. Also, they found the stolen camcorder and jewelry in a plastic bag about a mile from the home and it was thrown in a stream. And it appeared like someone left that there for the appearance of a robbery. Cause if someone's gonna steal that, why would you drop it? Mm. Did you have too much in your hand? Also, right. Who leaves, like, on foot, like, after stealing Just all running, this stuff? Just running. Bloody. Bloody. Right. And that's the same thing I was going gonna bring, the killer would have been covered in blood, and so there would have been a trail of blood, and mm-hmm. there was no trail either. Right. And so the police were like, somebody would have had to take it in a shower after this, because mm-hmm. there's no trail of blood in the home. Which means they like knew that. that they had time. Right. Which means then that you know... They know, yeah. You know Rachel. Exactly. So... At first, when the police questioned Joe, he said everything was fine in the marriage. We had no problems. We had like our normal normal marital issues, but we're working on it. Nothing big, and no affairs. Going oh, okay. On. Right? Yeah. We already heard the name Nikki. Right. You know your kids know Nikki. Right. So anyway, so the police questioned him several times. The third time they questioned him, he finally admitted that he had a friend. Mm that he met through work, named Nikki. But she was just a friend, and he didn't want any other friends or family to know that of he mentioned. That.
1: Yeah, no. Don't talk about that one. No, 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 no. Don't look over here.
0: No. Just keep that quiet, even mm-hmm. though there's nothing going on. <laughs> the police spoke with Nikki, and she confirmed that they were just friends. Nothing serious. They had met six months before the murder, and Joe had introduced her to his sons. mm so, um, before, Which is bold. Very bold. I mean, <laughs> very. I would like to know what was said during that fight that they had where mm-hmm. she confronted him. Like, what did she say? Right. You know. So, um, before Rachel's funeral, the family got together and they all decided, let's write personalized notes to Rachel and drop it off in her casket. Yeah. Okay. So, almost like to say goodbye sure. or something, final words or yeah. things like that. I've never heard of that before. Okay. But, you know, so they all decided that they would do that. And so the funeral came. Joe spoke at the funeral and he had a message for Rachel's killer. He said that he knew that Rachel was at peace now. <gasps> okay. That she had forgiven the killer. And he hopes that Rachel can give him the strength to forgive the killer, too, one of these days. And at the funeral, Joe was That acting. was his statement? That was his statement. Not about
1: her and he loved her. Oh, no.
0: And that's why everyone commented. <laughs> they were saying that he did not say that he missed her. You're going to be your good mom. No. Like, let's talk about anything. He would talk about how the boys miss her. But he did not talk about how he missed her, how horrible this was, or anything oh, like God. that. No. And also, he seemed really obsessed with... The killer. With the crime. Like, he liked to show people, uh, do you want to see where Rachel got murdered? No. Yeah. Ew. he, He said that to the mom. Like, the mom came to the house, and he was like, do you want to see where Rachel got murdered? No. And she already seen it. And he takes her back to the bedroom, and... He's showing all the blood and everything and stuff. and so then he was he, proud of it. And he's like, I think she got killed with a dumbbell because we have a dumbbell missing. And I think she mm. must have been killed and somebody must have just smashed her what over the dumbbell? head. What is this? I know. What is a dumbbell? Oh, a dumbbell. Oh, like you know what a dumbbell. Thing?
1: Wait. Like a workout thing. <laughs> i think. what the hell is a dumbbell? <laughs> it's I'm thinking a dumbbell. It sounds funny to say yeah, dumbbell. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Out of context. Mm. For
0: me. <laughs> Excuse me as I snort. Sorry, guys. All uh, right, right, whatever. Back
1: to the dumbbell.
0: But also at the funeral, he told people that um, he was talking about the dumbbell and he said, Oh, and I bet the killer probably rinsed it off in water <gasps> to like, or put it in a river or something Shut to up. get rid of the DNA.
1: Okay. He starts reenacting what he thought it might look like. Oh, to kill yeah. Her, too. Who does that?
0: Who wants to think about the person you supposedly love in their worst Most moment,
1: heinous time?
0: Yes, and you're just picturing it in your head, neurotically. God, and you're proud to tell people about it. Oh, God, right? So they said Joe wasn't acting like a grieving spouse. Duh, he was smiling and laughing at the funeral. Mm-mm. So also, uh, he had had uh, flowers sent to the funeral home, and so the note. That red on there that is supposed to be to Rachel said, see you later, Joe. See you later. I don't think he's going to see her later because I think he's in probably going to be in hell and she'll be in heaven. So, yeah. So, Joe's letter. So, I told you that they dropped um Letters in the casket. I I was waiting. I was so (laughs) waiting. This one's got to be something. So Joe's letter read, and it said how much he missed Rachel. Okay. And he asked for her forgiveness. (sighs) Forgiveness for what? Yeah. Yeah. And so the police, uh, again, are going, um, they were checking with Joe's alibi, and it was all checking out. Uh, he went to the gym. people saw him at the gym. He had friends at the gym, you know mm-hmm. um, his coworker confirmed that he was with him mm-hmm. um, checking out at the bus terminal. That was during the time of the murder. Oh. Um, so everything was checking out. And the family and Joe appeared on several national TV shows appealing to the public like they did a lot of Press. television mm-hmm. appearances yes. Um, again, this was just like a huge story over there, and it was obvious by the body language that Rachel's family was starting to believe Joe had something to do with the murder. It was like ice cold; you could tell like mm-hmm. they did not want to be on the same stage with him. Yeah, I
1: bet the energy was off.
0: Oh, yeah, because they are grieving, and he's he is loving the limelight, sure. like loving Let's it get out there. Let's yes, because he's it. actually even contacting places places to talk, to talk more. Sure. Do, let's do
1: more interviews. Yeah. And they're just, they're just mourned. And they let me want tell to, you
0: my theory. I bet
1: they haven't been able to mourn uh, properly when well, they're can out there. you? Yeah. yeah,
0: really. And you just don't, yeah, you're just like, you don't know, mm-hmm. you know. And so Joe said, and this is what he was saying on the TV. He said he thought Rachel knew her killer because she was found in the bedroom, which was in the back of the house. Mm-hmm. So he said that. Somebody must have called her like as soon as she came into the house, must have called back to her and she went into the bedroom.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like lured her back there. Lured her
0: back there. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Cause if somebody, you don't know. Yeah. I wonder who did that. Yeah. Like, what are you doing in my house, Tamara?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will never leave. Damn it. I would be always with you. (laughs) Frightening. And, uh, he also expressed his theory that Rachel had been struck by a dumbbell. And he said dumbbell was missing from his home. He said everyone was a suspect, including himself. And he just continued giving lots and of, lots of interviews. Three weeks after Rachel's death, Nikki, his mistress, and mm. also the coworker um that was with Joe the morning of the murder... They were arrested for withholding information. And Joe was arrested at that time also. The police had seen Joe and Nikki's phones and laptops, which confirmed an affair. So Nikki finally admitted that it was a full-blown affair. And she said Joe would stay with her often, up to two times a week. What? I know. He would say that he was doing overnight work. Uh -uh. And... They spoke about a future together, but Joe was worried about his sons. He said he didn't want to be a weekend dad. So he just doesn't want to be a dad at all now. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to be a weekend dad. He wanted to have full custody of sure. the kids. And so Nikki denied having any knowledge of Rachel's murder, though. Mm. And the co-worker admitted that he wasn't sure if Joe had been with him at the bus terminal, but that he covered for Joe. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and so police found on cctv a car that was the same make and model as joe's and it was seen near his home around the time of the murder but unfortunately the number on the plate couldn't be seen by the camera and they kept trying to zoom, zoom in, in. and they couldn't get it so due to lack of evidence they had to release joe and they also released the girlfriend and the coworker. jesus rachel's family was really upset and frustrated by this obviously and so the police would need to do more research into cell phone tower information. So remember, this is 2004. And they weren't doing right. a lot of stuff with cell phone, you know, towers all yeah. and all that. It's still new technology. So since it was new, it was going to take a lot longer for them to be able to pinpoint exact locations and everything. So the police had a lot of work to do. And so remember, this is 2004 when all this is going on. Um the family had to wait all the way until October 19, 2006, mm. two years and eight months after the murder, and Joe was finally arrested for Jesus. the murder Jesus. He's got his kids. He's living his life. He's still dating. With their kids. Yeah. He's dating that girl, Nikki. They're just being out in the open with it and everything. Oh, now
1: all of a sudden they found love after the gruesome murder
0: It was wife. She comforted him. Gross. She know? Yeah, she was there for him. How, how could she, even if she,
1: if she didn't know about it, even, how is she so accepting?
0: I know. I but just, I guess she
1: thought he was innocent. Was, oh, yeah, because you know how
0: you're blinded by love Blinded and by stuff. love. I just, ugh. And Mm-mm. she must not have ever looked into the evidence that they had on him, you Or know? she's guilty or she as just, fuck. Right. I think she had to have known about it, yeah. I think. So Joe pled not guilty. He appeared cocky and arrogant in court. He actually even carried a briefcase and stuff okay. with him. Okay, and Ted Bundy. I, I, exactly. <laughs> right. exactly. At least Ted Bundy was a lawyer. Uh-uh. <laughs> he's not even a lawyer. This guy's trying to act like he's a lawyer. And Rachel's family couldn't stand this asshole. Yeah, you know, no, he I wouldn't be there. a fucking asshole. So Joe kept to his story that he had been working 20 miles away in Dublin the morning of the murder. And emails revealed during the trial, emails revealed that there had been an anonymous tip to social services claiming that Rachel had been abusing the boys. Oh, Jesus. So this was four months before her murder. He waited and, all this time to tell it? Yeah. Well, no, this came out, like, they found emails saying okay. this. So four months before the murder, he uh, he reported this to social services, but it was anonymous tip. Sure. And social services investigated the allegations. They found nothing on Rachel. She was devastated by this because she was like, who even reported that I'm mistreating my kids? Joe was pissed that nothing was found. And in the emails, because the email was between him and his sister, his sister, Anne, And he said that he felt that that showed that he wouldn't get custody of the kids if mm. he, there was a court battle. He said everything always goes Rachel's so, way. right? Yeah. And um, his sister called her a whole bunch of names and stuff. His sister he was calling her. He was calling her names and everything. He put in also the email, he said like J plus R equals divorce. Oh God. I know. Mean, it it just, is this on a tree somewhere? I, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the bathroom stuff. It's so stupid. It's so ridiculous. So the prosecution said, and this is like not hard for us to all put together, but the prosecution, their case was that at five forty, um he drove to the gym. This shows, like, how fast Slam. I was riding this. I put gym. I spelled it J-I-M. Stop and it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he went to the Slim Gym. He went to
0: gym because I was oh, like, my- gym. <laughs> oh, my God. He showered. Then he went to work. He told his co-worker uh, that he could meet him at the – he would meet him at the bus station. But he went home. He – first before he met him at the bus station waited for Rachel just laid in wait for her she came in he called her to the bedroom he beat her in the uh, bedroom they believe with the dumbbell sure. since he kept mentioning, mentioning that it. they never found that though they believe he showered and even washed his clothes staged the scene dropped the bag of contents in the stream by the home drove to work sent that fake text message to Rachel mm-hmm. asking you know how are she and the boys were And, but what was so stupid about that is that that placed him really close to the house. So had he not even done that, that- He he, was just on his way out doing it, trying to get it done. Yeah, Stupid. Yeah. But see, he, you know, back then they didn't even know about, like, you could- Tracking it. Right. (laughs) Now you know. Now people know. Everything. Yes. So that placed him by the home. And then he went to work. And he – um co-worker said that he looked red-faced and disheveled. And even um, the secretary at his job mentioned that. And mm-hmm. then she said after that he just stayed in Away. his mm-hmm, in his office until he, he got called – he got that call from school. And he had to go put on his act. And so – He pretended then that he seemed concerned about, you know, Rachel and all that stuff. And he just didn't realize that all the technology and the pings would correlate and show that his alibi was a lie. Yeah. Yeah. And also then with the CCTV footage that I was telling you earlier about the make and Mm -hmm. model of the car, similar car dancing. So since they couldn't get the license plate number, they had to. He had a unique car, and so there were other people in the area though that had the same car. So they had to go through a process of Narrow elimination, uh huh, to show that it wasn't their car, and so mm-hmm. that the only person it could be was him. Wow. So they were able to do that. So after a hundred and four witnesses and four weeks of um, trial, on July twenty first, two thousand seven, he was found guilty, and so he received life in prison and in ireland during that time it was 15 years but that's um um you know with him, um, he's able to appeal and all mm-hmm. that stuff all his appeals i'm have learning been, that too i know yeah <laughs> all his appeals have been denied mm-hmm. and so he is still locked up now um again this was like a huge 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 story uh this story was so big that they said that they um people's weddings and stuff, they broke like in the middle of a wedding and like, hey, he was found guilty. Oh wow. They broke in television programs it, and it was stuff. Everywhere. It was like a huge announcement. It was probably like OJ. Sure. Or Rose Watts. Well, probably well, OJ. Probably OJ. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone definitely did that. Yeah. And so um Rose. The mother she said again how much she loved and missed Rachel and again just was talking about how bubbly she was how she touched everyone's heart she was just a family girl and the court gave her applause after she said her statement which is odd and so his last appeal was denied in November 2016 Nikki was still with him up until that point So, supposedly, they're not together anymore. But, I mean, 2016, he was found guilty in 2007. Gross. I mean, she was with them all that time. But they said that she's still visiting, Mm -hmm. even though they are not together. So, that is the story of Rachel O'Reilly. Yeah. Yeah. sad. Sad. It is sad. It's kind of like, when I started researching it, I was like, oh, this is kind of like the story I told a couple episodes ago with the missionary guy who Mm -hmm. laid in wait for his yeah get a fucking divorce people i just don't get it just get a divorce and Mm -hmm. i mean it just is so sad yeah yeah Mm -mm -mm. okay so
1: in keeping with the saint patrick's day theme Mm -hmm. i'm going my story is out of Ireland. ireland as well as we talked about um i chose a story out of a place called Town of Kildare. Okay. Which is in County Kildare. <laughs> I was
0: like, this is... Oh, a- I know exactly where that oh, is. I uh, County Kildare. I didn't know until you said that. I was okay. just
1: there. <laughs> I had Kildare burgers.
0: It was so good. They're delicious.
1: Okay. So, it is a town with a population of just over 8,600 people. So, is- larger than the one you told. Yes, but still very small. Very small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is the 7th largest town in county kildare so there's oh. bigger towns yes okay oh, i anyway. imagine so <laughs> <laughs> it is west of dublin and it's hmm. close enough to be a commuter town
0: oh okay so another near yeah it's in the okay. area
1: okay this area is known for its horse breeding and training mm-hmm. and is home to the famous explorer ernest Sheckleton.
0: I've never. Oh, I, I know that explorer too. <laughs> One of my favorite explorers. He's the most. He's I mean, the he's the best explorer. Ernest Shackleton. Yes. So good to hear. Oh, that's where he's from.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. My story is of the murder of Joyce Quinn. Uh, Joyce is a 44 year old mother of three. Uh, At the time, her daughter was Nicole, 21, Mm -hmm. David, 16, and Lisa, 14. Joyce was a well-known local shopkeeper, and she was described as a beautiful, exceptionally kind, and wonderful, extraordinary person. I mean, Mm. just so many good things. She was well-loved by everybody. Uh, Joyce was the kind of person that would do anything for anyone, and that is what she was doing even until the end.
0: Oh, that's sad. Yeah.
1: So on the night of January 23rd, 1996, as Joyce Quinn was leaving her job as a shopkeeper, she was heading to the bank to drop off the day's earnings. And it was 400 pounds. And so with my terrible math and my translation, today that is roughly $900 today. Mm -hmm. Probably more. Anyway, so that's about it. Sadly, Joyce never made it to the bank for that drop. Instead, she was murdered trying to help a customer of hers from the store Kenneth O'Reilly. Oh, okay. Yep. So for reference, O'Reilly is a real piece of shit. He was 22 years old when Ah. he senselessly murdered Joyce Quinn. He had a slight build, Mm -hmm. brown hair and a blonde mustache. And he had previously worked at a local meat factory, um, but he was currently employed at this time. Currently Currently
0: employed. Currently (laughs) unemployed?
1: Yes. (laughs) He worked Previously, as the local meat at the local meat factory, but he was unemployed at the time. Okay. Yeah. So many wrong things. Anyway, O'Reilly had been stalking Joyce in the previous weeks before that night. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He was watching her movements around the store when she, you know, what she did, yeah. how many people were there. Like, he was just keeping an yeah. eye on her. So, as she was leaving to go to the bank. She passed by O'Reilly, who asked her for a ride to his friend's house. So with
0: Joyce being the person that she was, she said, okay, yeah. Kenneth gets, gets and Ryan, in the car. It's a, a small town, and mm-hmm. you don't ever think anybody has any, Mm-mm. you know, bad intentions. No, she and... recognized him from the store. They had well, a previous communication. You know, oh,
1: I can just take you, right? Ugh. So a short moment after she started driving, Kenneth told her to stop the car. Which she does. I'm thinking, what? And I know. I'll be like,
0: why? I'd be like, get the fuck out. So maybe she
1: stopped the car to get him out. Who knows? <laughs> so when she pulled over, Kenneth pulled out his freshly sharpened boning knife. Oh god! Which he had uh, taken from his previous impl- uh, his meat oh, three the meet. days. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. Yeah. He stabs Joyce directly in the heart.
0: Oh my goodness! And then
1: he pushes her body over to the passenger side seat and drives her car to a secluded area where he then dragged her body out of the car and raped her.
0: Oh, my goodness. So once he
1: was done Uh to make sure she was dead and would not be able to identify him, he stabs her again in the neck.
0: O'Reilly then Was she still alive when he did that? That's
1: a good question. Not sure. We'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. So O'Reilly then dumps Joyce's lifeless body behind a fir tree before stealing the money... From the shop register. Because she had taken it. Because she had it, car. right. She was uh-huh. on her way to the bank. Right. So O'Reilly, oh, oh, oh O'Reilly. O'Reilly then went home, cleaned up, and picked. then went and picked up his girlfriend for a date. Oh, yeah. Yep. He, yep. He took her to a pub for drinks and then out to Chinese dinner. What an asshole. I know. He paid for the date with the stolen money.
0: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have any other money. He was no. unemployed.
1: Exactly. What she was, was like, What? You're taking me
0: out on a date? Chinese? And I don't have to pay?
1: I want all the Chinese food. Yeah. Okay. And I don't have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. Um, so when Joyce did not return home from work, her family grew concerned. Her husband, Ray Quinn, and his gr- his grown-up son from a previous relationship, mm-hmm. David, went to the- her store to check on her. When they arrived, the store was shut down, of course, and Joyce was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. So they decided to go looking for her. When they came upon her car stopped on the side of the road, they saw the cash register was still inside. So, oh, so she was
0: actually going with the whole cash register. Yes. (laughs) That sounds crazy to me. Like, wouldn't you just take the money out and put it in the money money bag? bag? Well,
1: this is ninety six. Maybe ninety six. They didn't know. (laughs) But I know. Okay. I don't know because this is small. Maybe this is how she does maybe, it. Maybe okay, okay. You know, I have no. I did kind of judge the cash register thing, <laughs> but again, you're maybe thinking this is safe. Maybe so. I mean, we're such a small place. This is safe. It just seems crazy. To maybe carry they found their around. whole cash register. You think? You know? You damn thing. <laughs> anyway, it's sitting in the car. Okay. They immediately knew something was wrong, and a massive, massive search started. In the early morning hours um, of January 24th, so just that next day, a couple mm-hmm. hours later, two local men, uh, Pat Mackey and Fergal O'Regan.
0: Oh, that is very Irish. Love it. Very. Fergal <laughs> O'Regan,
1: they were driving around searching for Joyce when they came upon an area with fresh wheel tracks, that and it looked out of place. Like, you know, that looks weird. Why are yes. there wheel tracks right there?
0: In the middle of nowhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, they got out and to look at the scene and came upon Joyce's body behind the fir tree. Mm. So Mackie states, "We got out of the car and I was working. I'm sorry. We got out of the car and I was walking around a big fir tree and I saw the body. Mm. It was naked and she was staring straight into my wow. face. Wow! Oh my gosh. Yeah. He said she had her hand up and I thought she was reaching for help.
0: Oh no! I thought
1: she was alive. There was no bloody. There was no it blood. It was
0: stuck up." Like she arm. was reaching up. Oh man! He said there
1: was no blood around her body, and it was as if she was drained somewhere else, which that never came out anywhere. So maybe.
0: Well, if she was okay, so maybe if it was at an angle, if he stabbed. Down... Well, if he stabbed her in the car, okay, and that's where she died. Sure. Then the blood stopped. Then there's no more blood. There's, okay. Yeah, there's no more blood that will come out then. Okay. See, I'm not a I'm not a fan of blood
1: knowledge. Um, anyway so there was there was no blood anywhere around so she thought she was alive he said i i had a jacket on and i was about to put it over her when i realized she wasn't moving at all he said and it says joyce had been dead for hours okay so police ended up sealing off the area and the forensic unit moved in and they said uh dr martina mcbride (laughs) Oh. I kept her name in there because I thought it was funny. That's funny. funny. <laughs> um, said, I thought she was a singer. She is. This is after. Oh. Or before. Oh. Okay. This is what helps her with those During. lonely, lonely uh. stores. <laughs> Country singer. Anyway. So um, she says the body was naked and clothes appear to have been pulled over her head and tangled around her wrist. Oh. She appeared to have a stab hole above her right breast and bruising to the neck. Mm-hmm. And it, and it said, she said those direct hits showed an intent to kill. Oh, yeah. Um, they found blood on both front seats in Joyce's car with drag marks suggesting she'd been pulled out on the passenger side. And one print of a little finger was found on the gear, sh- on the gear stick.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, it soon emerged that O'Reilly had been hanging around the shop in the previous weeks and the unemployed bachelor, um, age 22, was eventually arrested. O'Reilly claimed he had been with his girlfriend all night all night but soon experts matched his DNA to the semen found in on the victim Oh really mm-hmm. he just leaves he
0: just He just okay. didn't have a condom. Yeah. He planned it but he didn't have a condom. Okay. Maybe he was allergic. I think though I would take that uh, you a know rash on the dick A rash yeah you... over
1: being charged with murder. I know. So he semen was found on the victim and on the sod of grass so he just like came all yeah, over the place. Yeah, I just... right Gross. Nasty. Um, it was also his fingerprint in the car, Yeah, obviously. he's stupid. Yeah. So police raided the former butcher worker's home and found blood-stained clothing and boning knives. He didn't even
0: bother cleaning clothes and stuff He just stuff leaves either. and he hangs them back up. Yeah. Nasty ass. I know. <laughs> Idiot.
1: Yes. So with the evidence mounting against him, O'Reilly claimed he was getting a lift off the friendly shopkeeper to a friend's house when he decided to rob her. Joyce reached for a knife, he claimed. And he got out of her car and he got it off of her and stabbed her in the struggle. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. She'd have every right to kill you anyway. But she... Anyway, you're you're trying to
1: rob her. That's not even... Exactly. You
0: know, she has every right to. Exactly.
1: He said murder had never been his plan. Whatever. He told the police he hardly knew what he was even doing when he drove the car to the secluded area. Oh. He got out of the vehicle, looked back inside, and then he decided to rape her even though she was dying or dead disgusting okay, that gets you back down to the dying or dead right Ah, oh, so, disgusting yeah so o'reilly was eventually sentenced to live to live to live <laughs> to live come on come on in live in here god anyway he was sentenced <laughs> to life in prison i really copied and pasted it and it says live. anyway he was sentenced to life in prison in october 1997 for the murder of joyce quinn he was never sentenced for the sex crimes though because they couldn't determine if she was alive or dead. Does it matter? It does. It does in their
0: law? Like in their law. It,
1: right. Because oh, when God. he did it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they couldn't decide if, or if if you can't tell if she was alive or dead. It changes the charge to rape or necrophilia. Because they couldn't get the they couldn't tell if it was rape or necrophilia. Oh my gosh.
0: They couldn't So they just didn't for anything, even though exactly. his Exactly sperm is all on her. Right. Whatever. And there's
1: this becomes an issue and yeah. I'll tell you why this issue yeah. gets there. So in his case, he was up for parole after twenty one years served, which was last October twenty eighteen. No. Um He is on, like, a work release program, so he's, like, getting out. I hate that. And because it's getting – because at this point, he could be paroled if they agreed. Yeah. Then he's getting more time out and more leniency. Right. And he just gets – he's getting more and more time. Yeah. And so at this point, the courts are backlogged, and so they won't have a hearing until they ca- are ca- caught up on cases. Mm. So he, it's still like a pending parole. Like, okay. he's up for parole. They and have a hearing. It can happen anytime. Or, or they could or deny not. it, like the last guy that you were well, talking
0: about. Well, I mean, is he is he accepting blame and stuff? Because if it, he's Mm-mm, accepting he's not, it, he's not. He's still denying it. Well, there's
1: nothing it. talking about it. Okay. Like, he's never – there's no apology anywhere. Okay, about yeah, because
0: if he's not accepting it, then he's not going to get it. Right. So, uh, Ray Quinn... <laughs> that's the dad's name. Her dad's her, name? Her, husband, oh, my her dad. husband. Her husband, sorry.
1: Okay. Ray Quinn reported that in the aftermath of Joyce's death, her three, their three children, uh, Nicole, Lisa, and David, found it very tough, stating that the first number of Christmas and the holidays were absolutely miserable, of course. Joyce was the heart of the home, and mm-hmm. everything focused around her. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said the one... I worried about the most was david he was a very bubbly kid and when then when she died he became very quiet he was distraught and physically ill oh. afterwards oh,
0: um, man.
1: and then lisa wouldn't visit the cemetery for many years for the first couple of years it was her way of blanking things out yeah. and going to the cemetery is still very difficult for everyone oh, well i bet exactly mm-hmm. um and he was talking about like at the kids got married, and they were all traumatized because she's she should have there. been there yeah. during these moments, right. and she's not been she's there. She's not there. Exactly. Yeah. Um. He said that they have planted an oak tree in the spot where her body was dumped. So they kind of have this memorial for mm-hmm. her. And they are recently, just five days ago. Oh. Yes. has Because he's due for release. Yes. They started a campaign saying that it would be illegal for him to step foot in Kildare County ever again. Oh wow. Okay. Because they have family there, uh-huh. her grandchildren are there. They just want him banned they from that area. They do not want him near Come their back. family ever again. Yeah. So they have this petition going out trying to get everyone signing it cuz if he is released, they want that kind yeah. of as part of the I-
0: release. I agree with them. Yeah, I agree with them. It's such a small town for him to be back there. Yeah. What an asshole for 400 pounds, too. Right. I mean, for such a small amount, and then you're going to kill someone. Just robber.
1: But it wasn't even about the robbery. He had yeah. intention to rape. Yeah. And the money was a, a bonus
0: yeah. for him. And he
1: had the intention to kill her. It, uh-huh. He knew where to stab her. Mm-hmm. He knew kind of how to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And... It, I He had I to like, have had a past where he's done harm to I tried to find his past Mm -hmm. and it I mean there was really nothing
0: Mm -hmm. I couldn't I'm sure he had to have had something like where he's harmed animals sure something you know because just to a 22 to go to murder right yeah it's gross yeah so she's very missed and um yeah yeah that's too bad Mm -hmm. with that no
1: don't give anyone a ride
0: no Not that it was her fault, but don't. No, it's not her fault. Not at all. And then it's just, you know. Safety, though. But, like, I think what's good about these stories is where we can take something from it. And Mm -hmm. I think the victims would want us to take something from the stories and stuff and wherever you, you know. Like, or if you even feel, like. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. And a lot of times, like. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It is. And it's fine to say No. Right. You don't have to It doesn't make you
1: a bad person. No. And if you want to get help, then go drive yourself to the gas station and tell them somebody, you know, like exactly call. Yeah. If you want to help that bad, then mm-hmm. go out of your way, but don't do it by letting right. somebody in your car. I think it's
0: because like with our society, especially if women we're just always like to be nice to people. Yeah. But and this is nineteen ninety six. Oh well in this small town. Sure. You know, even now in small town. And she's a business
1: owner. And I become over overly friendly in uncomfortable situations when I when it's like business when somebody mm. recognized me in business, oh, you know, okay. I ha- I put up with a little bit different things. Well,
0: she'd seen him and probably had, you know, thought. Yeah. Good rapport. Yeah. So. Anyway. So uh, there's that. Yeah. That's our St. Patrick's Day episode yes. for y'all.
1: Y'all. Y'all. And we are going to go drink... To get this off oh, our minds. Yeah, we're
0: gonna do some car bombs. I love that. <laughs> I haven't had any. I really
1: want one today. <laughs>
0: you? I haven't I had do. I have not had one before. Yeah. I mean I mean not the car Irish car bombs, right? Okay. Is that yeah, what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't had Irish one. I've had car bombs, but okay. not No. Irish. This one's very good. Okay.
1: Well I mean seriously. I will, I will trust you. But yeah, so mm-hmm. thank you so much for listening. Yeah,
0: thank you so much. Um make sure then that you guys Follow us, yeah, um, on a uh, Instagram. We're What the F Podcast. Facebook, What the F Podcast. We have a discussion group that's new that we just opened. Yeah. So, so be the
1: first. To, yeah. <laughs> if you, if you, I, I saw this somewhere else. If you join that group, we will send you a funny meme or a funny yeah. gif or something that for sounds, joining. That sounds great. We'll do
0: that. <laughs> um, yeah. And also, if you want to email us, um, we're at um, official What the yeah. F Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we'd just love to hear from you guys. And just make sure then, like, um, if you guys like us, just, like, rate us. A five-star. We have some five stupid
1: people writing stupid I know. things. So just and come and...
0: We know that they're... And we say this all the time. But we know that you guys are listening.
1: We have a lot of listens. Yeah, yes, we do. Downloads.
0: And so just go ahead. Take and, a second. Yeah. Because we would really like to get our ratings up more. Because I mean, we yeah. know we have, like, a That's lot of That's our form listening. of payment. That's how yeah. we get paid. If you want other people to... Uh, find us you know you want us to keep doing what we're doing (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah let us let us know and rate us and review us we'd really appreciate that yeah and
1: thank you to those who have it's always yeah we really really
0: appreciate that too and we appreciate the people that are listening we want to reach out yeah we get excited every
1: time we like share with each other like excitement that we get
0: (laughs) yeah
1: did you see this email that came through
0: exactly yes it is fun we love hearing from you guys so don't, don't be shy. Yep, yeah, and hopefully you were safe on this St. Patrick's Day. Yes, uh, hopefully you were safe. We'll send out future vibes or past vibes, I guess, because this will be in the past for you guys, mm-hmm. for goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Whatever I
1: just... We are futuristically in this. Yeah. And we're done. Yeah, okay. And and well, Positive anyway. thinking.
0: Positive thinking. Thank you guys for listening. Until
1: next time. Bye. Bye.